Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 19, the short but not so short episode of Gaming Our 30s, the growing old gaming podcast from us, the Goodnight Groups. My name is Matt, and today I am joined by my co-host, Paul. Yep. Hey. Yep. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Wait, no, we don't ask that question. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Don't ask. That him. was close. Yeah. Let me let me explain though. Instead of asking you how you're doing this week, Paul, I want to ask you what your peak of the week has been. Numero uno event of the week. What is the best thing that happened to you? Oh no. You put me on the spot, dude. It's not like I had any time to prep this. Um, I just like we've been talking about this. I, I wanna say I wanna preface before I get my peak of the week, just that sure. it's January. Well, it's February now, but it's January, yeah. February. These are like the worst months of the year. Like unless you're like an outdoor sports person, but even then it's like the days are short. Christmas is over. It's just kind of like a, mm. so, I mean, I'm like, I'm not saying I'm like, I'm miserable or anything, but I'm just like, it's, I find like both of us have kind of been like, I just don't have a lot. Like it's hard to come up with a good peak of the week. Cause it's just like, you know, work is like the year has started. It's a busy time. We got to like start the year off strong. So it's, it's a bit of a time, you know, it's not like, not like the magic moment, but what I will say my peak of the week this week has probably been that I got uh, I hit my two year anniversary at my job, oh, wow. which is not like my peak of the week. But because of that, they gave me like, I don't know, like two hundred dollars in, in like their they're like <laughs> they're like in in company money that I can like spend on gift cards and shit. Oh. It's kind of cool. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, you know, it's weird. I, I'm always like a buy shit. I'm always like looking up like cool tech shit to buy. But I just feel like I'm. I, like I have everything now. I'm like I feel like I'm finally at the point where I have everything <laughs> I could need, and so I'm like having a little bit of trouble. But my peak of the week was like I was like excited. I was like, oh, I have like 200 bucks. I can like buy a new case for my Steam Deck, or I can do some crazy shit. And I'm like, or I could buy like a new headset or some crazy thing. And I'm like, I don't actually know what I want yet, but the excitement is there. I have 200 dollars to spend on bullshit, so that's kind of fun. Was it 200 dollars for two years? Like next year, will you get 300? Uh, yeah, I think it works that way. I've seen other people. Dang, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's kind of nice. cool. It's not like obviously I get paid actual money, so it's not like the <laughs> end of the world, right? But it's like it's not like that much money, but it's fun. It's just like fun it's to get a neat little bonus. It's fun to get some little fun money. So just for just for being me. So that was probably the peak of my week. I'm just excited to to spend on something frivolous a little bit. It feels like I'm allowed to like. It feels like this is the kind of money where it's like just buy yourself something nice, you know, just buy yourself something pretty. You know, this isn't this isn't your your pay. But Matt, I want to ask you, what was the peak of your week? Because it has to be better than working for two years. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, not a lot going on right now. Just I'm still in my busy season. It's coming yeah. to a close fairly soon, but I'm still in my busy season. But my peak was that it was my dog's birthday. Right. She turned six this week. So she's now six. And she still acts like a puppy. Yep. I think she's always going to act like a puppy. Uh -huh. She's one of those dogs where she's always going to look and act like a puppy. Like we go to a dog park or take her on walks or whatever. And people who haven't seen her before are always really surprised to hear that she's like five, yeah. now six. So yeah, she, she's got the puppy look, acts like a puppy, but <laughs> she's growing, growing up fast. And, uh, that's wild. I don't, six. I don't, I don't want her to keep growing up. I don't no. want her to keep growing up. That's wild. I remember we getting that dog. It's crazy. Six, six years old. I know. Where's the I time? Know, go? But anyway, She's cute. She's laying right next to me on her bed right now. She's being such a good girl right now. So happy birthday to her. Yeah, happy birthday to her. I was going to say on Pet News, my my cat, uh, I was just informed, left a nugget of poop in the hallway this, uh, oh. over the night. 
And, uh, you know, we're not sure exactly if he pooped it there or if he carried it up attached oh. to him somehow. Maybe it didn't yeah. quite drop at the time. I don't want to think about the details of it too much, but I just thought <laughs> all of you should also have to think about it because yeah. I had to this morning. Is he usually pretty good about the He's so box? good. He's so good. Okay. He never so it must have been attached. I think it must have just been a, a little <laughs> a little a Klingon. Yeah. A little uh what do you call a it? Dingle, a dingleberry? dingleberry? A will yeah. not. Oh. I haven't heard that. I've heard that. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> I didn't make it up <laughs> on the said spot. It. You just yeah. made it up. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on from that. <laughs> let's move into what you got. In What You Got, Paul and I each bring a gaming-related or gaming-adjacent topic to the table to discuss one per week. It could be a news story from the past week, a general thought or discussion topic, or just whatever the hell we want to talk about. So, Paul, do you want to ask me? Yeah, Matt. Uh, because I know, yeah, to those those at home, we're not we're, we're trying to do one a show. We're changing it up a little bit. Uh, so, Matt, I have to you know throw it over to you. Oh, What You Got! All right, so I have... I think it's a fun topic. I got a fun topic. You know, it's kind of like a, almost like a, I think it's appropriate for the show. It's mm -hmm. kind of like a more casual, slower lifestyle gaming topic here. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about short games. I'm talking games that are about eight hours and under and their value and their purpose. So kind of what they bring to the table as a different experience in the, in the gaming front. So I recently played through Bioshock, which could probably be played in about eight hours if you aren't searching every nook and cranny like I always do in those games, which so my playtime ended up being like 11 or 12 hours. But I wouldn't necessarily consider that one among these types of games. A couple years ago, I also ran through Ghostwire Tokyo in like 11 hours, maybe. No, it was actually nine hours, I think. And that's one of those games you you could run through the whole thing probably in seven, eight hours, or you could collect everything and get like probably 25 30 hours right but again i don't think it, so i don't think it necessarily fits into this conversation then you you could also say like call of duty campaigns those are usually maybe between four and seven hours but again that's more of just like an add-on experience to the main show that is the multiplayer so i brought a list these are some games that i have played that are sort of emblematic of this question so these are all games that are eight hours or under for the most part. You know, if you want to platinum them or 100% them or whatever, it's probably going to be more than that. But here are some of those games. So Journey, Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, The Order, 1886, The Last Campfire, probably my most recent on, of the list, Call of the Sea. You've got Hell Pie, Super Lucky's Tale, Astro's Playroom, and other similar 3D platformers in that vein. Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, which is actually getting a remake. Oh, really? It's really soon here, yeah. Little Nightmares, Inside and Limbo. I put those two together. Oxenfree, Pumpkin Jack, Unpacking, Layers of Fear 1 and 2, The Stanley Parable, and Ultra Deluxe, Burly Men at Sea, and then there's a whole host of walking sims like What Remains of Edith Finch, Firewatch, Gone Home, just way too many others here to name, but these are some that I've played that would fit in this category. And Paul, I want to ask you, yeah, because I feel like you don't play a ton of short games, but I, I, yeah. I feel like you probably should. I think these are the sort of experiences that are right up your alley in terms of 
not just time commitment, but also the types of stories that these kind of games are usually providing. So I want to ask you your thoughts on short games, what your experience with them is like, and you know what you think you can get out of them. Yeah, no, it's a great, uh, it's a great point. You know, the, when you brought this up, I was kind of thinking, oh, I must have played all kinds of games like this. But then I, I sat and I looked at your list and I looked at other lists online and things and just thought about it, thought about what I, you know, my experiences playing games. And I thought, you know, I don't play a lot of games like this. And I think you're totally right. This is like exactly my kind of experience. He's like, um, I mean, we've talked, both you and I have talked about it on the past, probably maybe in this podcast, but definitely in, in game groups, uh, higher up on the, uh, on the podcast feed if you want to go back, way back um which is uh, what remains of edith finch just being like one of our favorite like uh, stories in a game or one of our favorite like experiences just a really really yeah. great uh storytelling game and and i loved playing that that was amazing and i and i played it all probably in i want to say like four hours on an afternoon and i had a really great experience and yeah i'm just thinking now like th- what else is there you know what else have i played i'm thinking like stuff that i can play i've played just off the top of my head, dark pictures anthology games, I yeah, would say, yeah. are like super massive games sure, like yeah. that. Those those horror ones, they can run a little long if you're like doing every nook and cranny. But I, I'd say mostly we can finish them in like you know five five hours, six hours, so pretty short. Twelve minutes I played. Um, I didn't finish uh, just because I found the puzzle aspect to me got I got too <laughs> I got too uh, bad at it honestly and just kind of frustrated me and i ended up watching the rest of it online but i did play uh at least 12 minutes of that uh donut county uh i played that that mm, was really yeah. fun actually and that was a cool short experience um just like a really classic like fun game that was quite quite inventive but also only took me like three hours to play and that was really cute and fun i would definitely recommend trying that if you haven't yet it's it's pretty adorable it's one of the few games i played too where i've like kind of laughed like at the dialogue in like a quirky game, which I'm, I'm, I was happy about, even though a lot of it's like lol millennial humor, it actually was like pretty, it was just cutesy. The way they delivered it was really great. I also think kind of a, an honorable mention here, but I do think, um, Astro's playroom could be a good example of something like that. That's not, I think you it, you, you could put some hours into that game for sure. If you're doing like a collectathon, but just kind of goofing around that did feel a bit like a short game to me, like to be able to, Oh, it's definitely short. Yeah. 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 And I, and I thought that was a good experience as well. And I loved I loved playing a game that felt like that, but didn't take me, you know, 40 hours or something or even 20 hours or something to play. So, yeah, I mean, that's some some examples of some games that I've played uh, that are short games that I can think of. But, yeah, you're totally right. Like a lot of these games on your list are games that like I've always have on my backlog. Right. Like it's like I've always thought, um, you know, last camp, I've since last campfire came out, that looked really interesting to me. Hellblade, I tried playing Oxenfree. I played like. I would say like a quarter of like a decade ago or whenever it first came out. And so, yeah, a lot of these games are things I'm looking at. I always wanted to play outer wilds and I know that's not a particularly long game, even though it's like the impact is really strong for a lot of folks. Uh, and I've, I've downloaded it on every console I've ever had that has like some kind of, you know, it's free everywhere once in a while or it's on a subscription. So I always like put it on my list the second I see it and I never play it. So I don't know what it is that like pulls me away. I think maybe it's just the experience of like, do I have, it's like, I want to play these games in one day, but it's like, do I have five hours this day or something? And so it's just like finding that right moment, I think, to play them. But also it's like, why I don't need to, I don't need to put that kind of uh, limitation on myself too. It's like, I could play this over a week and that would be like a really fun experience probably. Yeah. Or even like, like a, a long weekend or yeah, something exactly. like that. And these, a lot of these games 
differ quite a bit as far like the difference between a two hour game or three hour game and like a six or seven hour game like that's also the difference of easily playing in one sitting versus breaking it up over the course of a weekend or a week or something like that like journey is that's a one sitting game and you probably play journey once and you've kind of experienced it but it is a really cool experience something like Hellblade or The Order 1886, I think those are like, you know, those are the kind of games where you don't necessarily play in one sitting. I guess you could, but you kind of break it up. Last Campfire is one of those that I played, I guess, I think I played it in one sitting, but that was a bit on the longer side of things. A lot of these games in Brothers Tale of Two Sons, that was a one sitting game. Pumpkin Jack, a couple. So like, I think that it, it kind of just depends on how you want to approach these sort of things. And also, what I was thinking of while you were talking to is I know for you a big a big thing for you is thinking about the value proposition of a game and and for you a big thing mm -hmm. is like how many hours of entertainment am I getting per dollar yeah sort of, for sure is, is is one way that you think of things and in a case like these games I guess it becomes a a quality over quantity thing that you kind of have to think differently in your mind about it. Not only are you maybe getting a a better, more succinct story, you know, you're not getting 15, 20 hours, but maybe you're getting a story that feels more well-crafted because it's more like a movie or like a, t like a season of TV or something. Yeah, for sure. But you're also often in these sort of games, you're getting something different that you just don't get in those other games because of the format. So... It's just something that you have to think as far as like, you know, yeah, my dollar might not be going as far hour wise, but maybe it's it's going to different parts of the game where I'm getting a little bit better quality. I'm getting a different experience that I can't get somewhere else. So you might have to just think about it differently that way. Yeah, 100 percent. I think you're totally right. And a lot of these games, too, are not they go on sale pretty quick after they come out or they're certainly oh, yeah. never like a huge price anyway. And so it's like for me, if it's like under 30 bucks or even maybe 40 bucks and I'm getting like. You know, it doesn't have to be over ten hours. You know, d depending on depending on the game and depending on on how it's lauded or how it's talked about and stuff as well. Actually, was just remembering. I I I think what I think is going to be a short game that I'm actually really excited about coming up uh, later this month. I think, which is Pacific Drive. Um, oh, so yeah. that might pull me back into the short game territory, which is I'm sure folks out there know. But yeah, a game where you like, I think it's like a post apocalypse and you're driving around in your old station wagon and uh, and just like it's. I I almost feel like it's. It's kind of got walking sim vibes, but with a car, uh, just kind of experiencing stuff. There's survival yeah. mechanics and stuff too, but I, I'm, I'm interested to see if that ends up being a short game or a longer game. I'm, I'm kind of hoping it's like a short game. It seems like it'd be a cool experience to have that way. But yeah, I think there's a lot of games like that, right? Where it's like, or like I, I hear people talk, I don't know about if this is like a short game, but like people talk a lot about Kentucky Route Zero, which I've always yeah. wanted to play. And I feel like that's like very much just kind of like a linear story experience like that. It's not extremely, not linear, but like it's not an extremely long. It's more about experiencing what it feels like kind of more like an interactive movie or something. And I think that that definitely appeals to me. So I think it's just finding that time because I, as you, I mean, we talked about it. I burn out on, on open games or, or big long games and then I don't come back to them. I was just thinking about how I really want to play PS5 today. And I was thinking about what do I want to play on? I just really want to play my PlayStation. I've been thinking about it a lot. And I thought, oh, well, you know, what have I gotten the go on PlayStation? Well, I started Ghost of Tsushima like six months ago. It's like, am I going to go back and like play like oh, three yeah. hours of Ghost of Tsushima or like maybe am I going to pick up something new, but like that's shorter that I can actually kind of like 
get through and have like a like a cohesive experience and be like that was a cool experience i don't know that's where i'm that's where i'm at but yeah i'll, I'll you can we can come back to this but if you have any suggestions for me toward the end of the show matt of, of games to play on my ps5 let me know so i just looked up there's a game that i have been wanting to play that i haven't yet and i just saw it's from a canadian indie dev okay. and it's called a short hike yes and according according to how long to beat it's like the main story can be played in one and a half hours mm -hmm. and the completionist so like hundred percent is four and a half hours. So that's a, that's certainly a short game. It's the top of all the lists that I was looking at of like good short games. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Yes. It, I mean, I, I love the, the very pixelated graphic style. It almost looks like a somewhere between like the 32 bit and like a PS one sort of style, but almost but like a game so boy advance kind of thing. But like Almost, a little bit more, yeah. a little bit more pixels, like a DS maybe. <laughs> yeah, it just and it just looks like a nice little experience, and and I do see it recommended a lot, and it seems up my alley as far as the kind of short games that I like. So I think I need to to add this one to the list, and I'm sure it goes on on sale all the time. The only one, the one game on my list here that I mentioned before, of all these super short games that I've played the one game I, I just wouldn't recommend to anyone is the order 1886. Yeah. It's so funny. I, I, I think I talked about it on game groups when I replayed it. Cause I, I replayed it a few years ago to get the platinum. Mm -hmm. Cause I bought it two years after it came out. It was on sale for like $3 and it was one of the first games I played when I got a PS4 and I got a PS4 a little bit later into that cycle. And I really liked it the first time because obviously graphically it's super impressive. The story is actually really cool. And then coming back a couple years ago after I've played more games on the PS4 and had a little bit more experience with what really good games are, playing The Order 1886, because the, 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 the length of the game never, never bothered me. And I know that was always sort of the big takeaway from it. But playing it, I'm like, wow, this is actually a really janky, really clumsy bad cover shooter and i'm not having fun at all yeah <laughs> but but as I, I was able to platinum it in like eight hours so i just went ahead and did it but yeah the order 1886 is uh as like a graphical showpiece it's still really impressive even though it's probably coming up to a decade old at this point it's still really impressive but um, yeah, not a fun game. Every other game on, on my list, I totally recommend, by the way. So, Paul, if, if any of those are games that... You, Little Nightmares is is probably the next one where I'm like, it's it's fine. It just wasn't for me necessarily. Call of the Sea is like a legitimately difficult puzzle game. But everything else on there is just like a fun, carefree experience. Yeah. So No, I definitely. A lot of these things are on my list. I, I feel like, again, these are all good... Steam Deck games, if I can get them on, sure, get them yeah. going on there. So definitely a, a possibility there for sure. Not all, but like most. Also, I was looking at the developer for Order 1886, Ready at Dawn. What a weird, they made like all the weird PSP God of War games and the, the PSP Daxter standalone yeah. game. Very bizarre, very bizarre. But also, are they the lead developer? No, they're not. They were, they just did a, a port for Okami. I was like, very weird. And then, yeah, and then not a lot of stuff going on there. Uh, yeah, very strange. Yeah, and they've become a VR company. Yeah, they're doing okay at, looks like. I don't know if they were at one point owned by Sony and no longer, or if it was just a partnership. I don't think they, because I think they're owned by 
Facebook now, Meta. I think they're a, I think they're owned by Meta. I think they're an in-house first-party studio for the Oculus. Yeah, they're part of Oculus Studios as of June 2020. Yeah, so which I've never heard of, by the way, Oculus Studios. But yeah, I don't know if they were were ever part of Sony. But had the Order 1886 gone well, I'm sure they would have been brought in to, as a first-party studio. But it, unfortunately for them, it, it did not go well. Yeah. Anyway, I just added a short hike to my... So I have this app called... What is it called? It's called PS Deals. Oh, and yeah. So I can like get stuff to notify me when it goes on sale. A short hike is actually only $8 just baseline all the time, which is... It's pretty good. Pretty good. And, and, and it's a short game, so that, that's reasonable. But it's actually on sale right now for 4 bucks. so I might just pick that thing up. You definitely should. Pretty good. Oh, yeah, the sales right now are going, right? I think all the, the Lunar New Year, the New Year stuff, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Does it have a platinum trophy? That's the thing. Let's check real quick. A <laughs> short hike trophy guide. It does not have a platinum trophy. I didn't. Okay. I, I thought every game did. Is that not true? I guess no, not. Some, some shorter games don't. Oh, wait. No, wait. It Hold on. It does have a. Hold on. It does have a platinum. Okay. And it's uh, it says four hours. Only takes one playthrough. There you go. So I think I'll be I think I'll be doing that. Yeah, not for the that. joy of the game. Not for the no no, no just absolutely. for the platinum. <laughs> yeah, this looks like one of the easier platinums I've ever seen. Anyway, Burly Men at Sea. I don't remember the, if that had a platinum. That's a, that's an interesting game, Paul, because I you can play through that game in like thirty minutes. Yeah, but I think if you want to complete like completionist, it's like two and a half hours, and I can't remember if it had a platinum or not. But I did a hundred percent that game. So if it had one. I got it, but that, that's a that's a fun little game. Need a little art style, but yeah, man, I, I think short games are are really. I think it's a really good thing, and I like that we're getting more and more of them as time goes on. Not always indie games either. Like sometimes you get like something like Hellblade or the Order Order eighteen eighty six, which are AAA games. You know, so yeah. it's not always indies, but it is a great space for indies because. I think it's a good way for them to carve out a space where they can say, not only are we indie, so we're different that way, but we're also different that we can break up the monotony of playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey and The Witcher 3 and fucking Halo Infinite. And yeah, yeah, just, yeah. So, just fi you find something totally different as, and that, yeah, <laughs> it's funny because we talk about how like, these are all video games, right? And it's funny that that someone like you or me are willing to play World of Warcraft and then play Halo and then play The Last Campfire. Because I feel like when you think about movies or books, people typically stay within certain genres or they might have a couple genres that they like. But these are like, these are both video games, but they're totally different experiences. It's mm -hmm. not the same thing at all. And that might be another topic for another day, but I just think it's so interesting that, and, and why it's so important that these games exist because they do offer something different, but it's funny that they're both video games, but they're completely, completely yeah, different experiences. That is interesting. Like thinking about watching, if you're like a cinephile, all your movies are still going to take an hour and a half to like three hours or something. Like you're not going right. to ever have a hundred hour movie. Yeah. Unless you're watching some like experimental, like Andy Warhol. Yeah. <laughs> hundred hours looking at a uh, melting ice cream cone or something. Yeah. I recently looked at <laughs> One of Yoko Ono's experimental films sure. is like, it's like 45 minutes 
unchanging shot of like John Lennon's penis. Oh, nice. Did you watch it? Yeah. No, I didn't watch it, but I just, <laughs> I, I was looking up like uh, stuff on Wikipedia and I came across that and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, she was, she needed to be stopped. That was. No, no. That was, <laughs> we need stuff like this. We need weird shit like this. I don't, I'm not going to watch it, but like, yeah, you know, more power to you, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, and like when I was going to college though, I watched a lot of experimental films in my yeah. classes. And we did watch some where it's like two hours of a shot of someone sleeping. And like we were, we all sat there for that. No way. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. That's wild. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good times. Anyway, those are short games. I like short games. I play a lot of them. And usually, you know, talking about the value proposition and, and paying for them, pretty much get all of them on sale. I mean, these are also the kind of games that go on sale pretty quickly. And they're on sale like every single time there's some sort of sale going on. Usually they're not super like graphically intensive. So you can find them on PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, PC. Like you can find them on everything. A lot of these games you could also find on mobile. Yeah. So like these are the kind of games you can play them anywhere. You're usually paying $20 or less. So it's, I don't know, it's it's good stuff. I like short games. Yeah, especially with like we always talk about the Netflix uh, subscription for for mobile games. I think yeah. like there's a bunch of shit like that on like Oxen Free, and uh, there's other stuff. <laughs> I can't think of it right now, yeah. but there's other games that are like that you can play on your phone. Oxen Free two came out. Right? It's, it did right. Was it well received? I don't know. Yeah, it came out in October. It's on Steam. Hold on, let me check here. Very positive. Yeah, is the uh, Steam reviews. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I liked Oxen Free, but I don't think I liked it enough to play the sequel. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree with you entirely. It, I I couldn't finish it as we discussed. Not because I was like, I just got distracted and didn't get back to it. But I remember having some moments where I was just going up and down ladders and it, the animation was so fucking slow and I just didn't know yeah. where to go. And I kept going up yeah. and down these fucking ladders and I was like, life is too short. Life is too short. But yeah. I, I I will play it again because it's it's very up my alley oxen free yeah it's like a very paul game i just need to push through some of the slow bits but again i think this is like a good experience for like a steam deck game or a phone game i think versus i think i was playing this on like xbox and i was like this is this is not a 65 inch tv experience like this is not what this is for (laughs) this is very weird to do i was a little disappointed with it narratively i thought it didn't go it just didn't go to the places that i wanted it to go to go to felt like it played it a little safe yep but it's it's not a bad game. I, I would still recommend it to people looking for a, a neat little short game that just kind of, again, just games that do things differently. You're going to see game mechanics and narrative styles and, and art styles that you just don't see in other games. So these are these are where you go. These are the experimental films of video games a lot of times. And I think they're successful because of it, because they do bring something different to the table. Yeah, 100%. All right, let's move on to the water cooler. None of us played short games this week, I don't think. So (laughs) let's take a quick break around the water cooler to discuss the games that we have been playing this week. Paul, do you want to go first uh, today on this one? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Honestly, it's another bad week. That's okay. It's another week where I just didn't play a lot of games. Uh, I will say I played, so I did log in a little bit and play a little bit of WoW Classic. And I think last week I talked about playing retail a little bit. Um, didn't actually stick. 
uh, so far, but I, I might get into it. But yeah, I played a little bit more classic, just kind of messing around in some alts and, uh, and goofing about and just seeing if I wanted to level someone up uh, for the new phase of Season of Discovery. I haven't actually played the new Season of Discovery phase. Uh, I, I think, Matt, you're with me on that. You haven't gotten in there yet. Yeah, I just logged in Same. yesterday just to like check things out, and then it was like it was too late. So then I just logged off, played a couple rounds of Call of Duty, and went to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, super fair. Uh, yeah, it's, it seems cool. Uh, I mean, most of my exposure so far has been the 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 subreddit. I almost said the forums, but I mean, uh, so basically, but the, <laughs> the subreddit. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and it's been, yeah, it's, it's the same shit, a lot of negativity, a lot of weird energy, uh, a lot of like troll posts too. It's not all like doom and gloom, but just a lot of folks, uh, you know, talking basically classic stuff. I don't even know what the, the PVP event is, but everyone's complaining about it. So it's that kind of experience. I am realizing a little bit that, you know, I saw people talking about like not wanting to get ganked and, oh, the new rune came out in classic and, you know, it's sort of turned out the rune, the, um, the new sleeping bag thing came out. And I guess like for the Horde and Alliance, their sleeping bag getting quests are like in each other's kind of territories a little bit. Yeah. So one real quick, I'm just going to butt in real yeah. quick. One thing I was going to say is that for phase one, level one to 25, being on a PvP server wasn't that much of a problem, although once you get a little bit higher, it is. Mm -hmm. Now from 25 to 40, where everyone is in that same band at the same time, yeah. it's going to be painful on a PvP server, and yeah. I'm suddenly thinking of same. maybe we same. need to go somewhere same. else. <laughs> I'm glad you're saying that, because that's exactly what I'm feeling. I saw these people talking online and on Reddit being like, I'm getting ganked so much, I can't get my like sleeping bag, and I don't have that long to play. You know, it's like season of dads, man. Like I don't like I'm not, I you know I can't spend two hours getting ganked every night. Like that's that's not gonna. Yeah. I don't have time for that shit. And I saw people saying like you know if you don't want to if you don't want to get ganked and like do and like get big groups together and do big like you know what I mean. If you don't want to if you don't want to deal with that, then like you shouldn't be playing on a PVP server. Like it's as simple as that. And also a lot yeah. of people are saying like classic PVP kind of like isn't as good. Like it, like. World PvP has is, is always been imbalanced and it's kind of a shit. And when you don't have the community as engaged as it used to be, like you're going to get a lot more just gankers going on, on unrelenting gankers everywhere. And I don't know. I'm just like, I don't, maybe I'm not. I wasn't, I never really played on PvP, player versus player servers as a kid. And so it's like, I, you know, I always, I play on them because like people talk about it being cool, but like, I don't know. It, it, yeah, it takes up a lot of fucking time. And, uh, <laughs> and the, and the higher the levels go now, if I make an alt, and I'm level 10, there's little 40s coming around, like killing everyone. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure if that's what I, how I want to do it. So I am considering maybe we should make a, a switch to the, the regular, yeah. the regular normal server. The most frustrating things that can happen in WoW are when you're ganked in the middle of a quest on a PvP server. There's nothing more frustrating than than that. Like if if you wipe in a dungeon a million times, yeah, that's that can get really frustrating and, and yeah, it can suck. People start it's on leaving, you. like, yeah. But it's it's partly on you, but yeah, out in the world getting ganked while you're just trying to get shit done, it's just the most frustrating thing because you're just like And over really, and dude, over. Really? Right? It's yeah. like that's the problem. I'm running into folks who just who will just gank over and over and over again and it's like I just don't have time. Like it's like for someone whose whole life is making my life worse. Like it's like why yeah. am I why am I doing that? And then totally there's tons of people who like that experience and that's awesome. But I just like I don't know if that's where I'm at. I will say when you're playing on a PVP server growing up, you learn how to deal with it, like finding out how to 
okay, I'm going to release my spirit. I'm going to respawn like behind this tree so they can't see me. Can they see mm -hmm. my nameplates? Okay, well, I'm going to angle this way so they can't see my name. Like you, you learn these little tricks that give you a chance to run away, but it's, it's so funny because it just, it just, <laughs> it's so frustrating, especially when you're right, when you don't have the time and you just want to go and get a couple quests done and you're just like, okay, well, I guess I'm not fucking doing that today because of this undead rogue is going to camp me for the next two hours. No, hundred percent. So yeah, I mean, that's what it's been. It's been undead rogues camping me for two yeah. hours. That's <laughs> yeah, all it's been. And then yeah. I just feel like a crybaby too. Like I'm, I'm in Red Ridge. I'm like level 20. You know, I'm not quite capped. This is, this, I'm capped now on this guy or I was for the first phase, but I was, you know, just leveling up level 20, level 21, whatever. And people were, uh, and this level 25 rogue kept ganking me. And it's like, I just like, couldn't, you know, he had like BOP, he had fucking ep, like blue, blue shit from the raid. Like he had better gear than I, even if I were 25. Right. And right, so, right. and he had stealth, he was just coming up behind me. I couldn't stop. So anyway, um, you know, I'd go, I have to go in general chat and be like, Hey everyone, like this guy's ganking me on the bridge north of thing. And then people would be like, that is it this guy again? And I'd be like, yeah. And then some people would be like, you know, whatever. No, to be fair to everyone's credit, no one would say like, get good or whatever, like right, mostly, right, right. but like sometimes people would just like not respond and the general chat would just be like every 10 minutes, you'd see like a little post from someone bitching about someone killing them <laughs> and like saying the location. And then eventually like there were a couple times we got a raid together and like we all went and like took down their group of hordies and it was like pretty fun like it was like fun because it felt good to like you know take them down because they were pissing me off but, like to be honest like i didn't really want to kill like i wasn't like i just wanted to like do my leveling and it was like at the time i was like oh like kind of like a real life like an immersive experience not a real life experience but like a more immersive experience where i was like oh, okay like yeah if people kept like griefing me in this scenario as this character i would probably it feels really good to like get revenge on them yeah, but at the same time, I'm like they're just gonna respawn and they're gonna come back and keep killing me. Like, I, what is the end of right. this? I just want to like do right. my quests. <laughs> so again, it's just like no offense. It's just maybe it's not where I wanted to play. But yeah, so I played a little bit of sod, but yeah, I mostly haven't done anything in the new phase. I am excited to play it. I will be honest, like I'm getting a little fatigue about the runes. It just feels, again, as a, as a more casual player, it just feels a little bit more like theory crafty. Like I feel like a lot of it's more like little shit that like brings the gameplay more in line with like stuff in retail or like quality of life upgrades. And I, and I guess I wanted it like in phase one, I feel like there was a bit more disruptive stuff. And I feel like some of the runes in phase two are more like quality of life upgrades that like build off. I actually of don't first. know. I don't know what the runes are. Yeah. I went like. through and I read most of them, all of them last night. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's just nothing like super disruptive or anything. It's like, you know, all of a sudden this person has a dragon, like whatever. Some of them right. are pretty cool though. I mean, like, I mean, mages get like a frost fire and like a spell frost or something. And th there's like neat stuff. Obviously there's like cool stuff. It's not nothing, but I guess it's just like, yeah, some classes just don't feel like they got like a ton of different stuff. Obviously again, though, there's another, there's going to be a phase three and there's going to be a phase four. And so it's like, you know, every phase maybe isn't going to have something that's going to like blow the socks off you for every class. Right. Like that's maybe not what's going to happen. Right. But just like some of my momentum is like falling out where I'm like, okay, I got to get all these runes to be able to like play the game properly now. And it's like, it's almost like it's harder now. I was like, I was like, oh, sod is going to be fun because it's going to be like different. But now I'm like, oh, I kind of have to get these runes to like like what's the point of playing if I don't get all the runes? Cause that's the whole point of season discovery. But then I got to go on all these weird quests and I'm like, this yeah, is but fun. It's, it's a new, it's new. It I should know. excite you. It's new I stuff know. that you haven't done before <laughs> in a while. Like you, you just want to keep doing the same stuff. <laughs> I know. Honestly, it's just because it's like not, 
it's not spelled out for me so i have to like it just feels weird that i but again this is me obviously that's the whole point right but i just like on other quests i just like get quests and go on and i like like right. if i need new spells i go to my trainer and they're always there I get do you know what I mean? And this one, it's like yeah. to get a new spell, I have to go on Wowhead you and look up where the it. new spells are. And then I got to like go there and I go like figure out what's the best way to, should I go, should I get these ones first or should I go to Lachmadan first and get that one and then go here? And it's like, it's like, okay. But again, this is, this is just bitching. <laughs> like there's no, it's super fine. It's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of adjusting to it, but I, I'm going to, as we talked about, like, I'm going to keep playing. Like I just, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it at this point. So what we need to do is as a group, you, me and Spencer, we, we to need together. to help each other. Yeah. We need to play, play together and help each other get the runes. That's it. So that we can all experience like three different class rune quests, you know, that's the thing too. And I think that's the problem is I just feel like not the problem, but the problem for me is that like this experience is very group based. Like I feel like the runes and the, and everything, it's very community based. You find people, you talk to them, you ask your guild, you get some people from your guild together and you all go out and you do a group thing and you find the rune. A lot of the runes require you to have maybe two people to like do something or whatever. So in those scenarios, I always often feel like, oh, I'm not going to do that one right now because I have to find someone who's going to want to do it with me. And I've done that. I've asked people and then they do it and everyone's really nice. But this is like a guy who's just like playing while watching like TV and just like doing a solo dolo thing. It's a little it's a little weirder, but also like it's it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I think it would be more fun to play with friends. So and that's that's like my wow experience anyway. That's what I love about playing wow is like playing with friends. And so right now I just I think that's the the missing piece. It's got to make that more of a experience but we've been too busy because we've all been playing Enshrouded together the few times we get to play games lately yeah and that's been, been a great experience Enshrouded. i feel like we should talk about Enshrouded a little bit because that's the only other game i really played this week yeah absolutely let's talk about Enshrouded because we we played it together the other day um again we only got one session together but it was like a six hour session or something it was a long yeah. session and Every time we play Enshrouded, I feel like we're getting so much done. But this last time specifically, it felt like we got so much accomplished. Like we have all of the crafting people now. We we The game keeps getting better the more you unlock stuff. You see like the stuff that you can craft, the stuff that you can unlock either combat wise or just like decorations for your, your house or whatever. And now that we have all the crafters, we've upgraded the recipes a bit. There's more quests that we can further upgrade. We, we have new things that we can add to the base. Like there's so much that the game keeps throwing at us and we just accomplished so much the other day and the game has been so fun. It's been so good. Yeah. The more you play, the better it gets for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. It, it, it's really amazing. And, and I just feel like there's still so much, even though like, I know they've only done like a quarter of the map or something. I feel like even of that, we've maybe explored like a third of the amount that we're maybe probably less of like the amount we have available to us. And like, imagining that there's like a ton of POIs and like nooks and crannies everywhere that we haven't, we've just been like flown across. And so we've explored it technically. Yeah. Right. But we haven't actually been there. Uh, and so, yeah, there's just so much shit to find. Uh, and I won't lie and say that like Spencer playing ahead was kind of nice for us. Cause like I, there is, it's overwhelming a little bit how much stuff there is. And it was nice a little bit to have someone like point me in the right direction of like some stuff we can do. <laughs> so that was good in this experience. Um, but yeah, there's just so much different stuff. And it's like, when I logged on, when we when we logged on the other night, I was like, okay, well, last time we played, you know, we had finished the night building a lot in our base, and so I was like, okay, well, I I'm probably just gonna like build a lot today, like that's what I want to spend a lot of time doing, and so we got there and I started doing some building, and then you guys were like, let's go on an adventure, and by the end of the night, 
like the adventuring and the combat and like the skill, the talent building became like the thing I was most excited about. Yeah, you were like, I feel like you were theory crafting for like the first time ever. Yeah, I was. It was actually really <laughs> nice. It was nice to like see it was some. Cool. It was fun. It was fun to see some synergy in some of the builds. I feel like both you guys are like proud of me for <laughs> Spencer, especially yeah. is like the he's like, whoa, yeah, you want to do something like crazy like that? Let's do it. And so yeah, there's like a very cool thing where you can like, I think it's nice too because the game the the talents the the trees or whatever like the the branches around this big circle which is your talent tree area um they're not that long the branches so like you can easily yeah. like kind of like max out one branch on the magic side and and then all, and then almost fully max out the branch on like the like another side and you still have like so we barely played the game we played like maybe like you know 15 hours whatever and so it's like okay like i can really like pick all kinds of crazy shit and so, yeah, I started going into, I've respected like a million times. I went to this cool tree where I have like this magic punch, unarmed punch thing where it stuns, it stun locks folks. And then, so we were kind of doing that and uh, Spencer was healing and it was kind of like, oh, like maybe I should be tankier. And then I go in, I'm a big tank. I'm stunning everyone. I can't die very quickly. And then that's, you guys can just like damage the shit out of them or I can get some heals from Spencer. And it was like, this is like a cool synergy. And so it was like, then do I go into the tank spec? I have the stuns. What does that look like? Uh, it, it's very fun uh, to have all this different experience and, and different um, different trees you can go down that you can actually fill up without going just like in one way. It's very cool. I really like the way that they kind of add skills and like combat abilities without having like a hot bar of actual things that you're clicking necessarily. Mm -hmm. Like for example, like the jump attack, or you spec into the the tanking taunt, which is basically you just take aggro based on what your party members are doing. So like yeah. if you have a party member do damage, then it actually gives you aggro, right? If I take uh, the first level, I think was that I take the same amount of threat as some as any of my party members. Yeah. And then the second level up was, so I have like an equal chance, I guess, to like take the the threat off them without having to do right. anything. And then the other, the second level, which I just specced into is I take double the threat of anyone doing any damage. So I just like automatically have 200% threat or whatever on every enemy, right. uh, which is kind of cool. I'm just like, I just run in and everything <laughs> hates me basically. I thought you, I thought you had something where like even if like spencer and i started attacking something they would automatically leave us and that is you. what happened but i didn't okay. it wasn't uh it was it wasn't named like that it was basically like oh, okay. i had it so that i would automatically take as much threat as you guys have so i okay. i guess like if i ran in and did like one hit and you, and you guys like fucked off for like a second it would kind of just all like switch over to me yeah and you could since you're also kind of like side specking into magic stuff what you could do is like if there's someone on Spencer, you could just do one little like range attack while yeah. you're tanking some other stuff and then it'll basically immediately leave us and go over to you. 100%, which is pretty yeah. cool. So yeah, it's very robust and interesting. Yeah, and they have like, uh, there's a few other things like, I forget what it, I forget what it's called, but like if you press E, yeah. it's like a like a bash or something like that. Mm -hmm. So like they, they do have some things where like you can press this button now and it'll do something different. Or like um, there's something where if you, it changes how your dodge works. And and same, actually Spencer got Blink, which yeah. was also something that changed how his dodge works. So yeah, it's kind of cool how they play around with that without the traditional 
like hot bar that you find in like an MMO or something like that, but but they still have very similar aspects and play styles. It's just, it's just changed up how it works, and I, I think it's pretty smart how they how they do that. And we're just getting into a point too, like customization and crafting wise, where we're finding all these different kinds of blocks. We just got like uh, we found a bunch of clay, and so we unlocked a bunch of brick stuff. And like the brick roof tiles look so cool. Yeah. And we recently unlocked like the brick fireplace, which looks awesome. Yep. So like we're, I think we're gonna have to go through like a. a full renovation oh, of yeah. the base pretty soon with all the new stuff that we've started to unlock. Yeah, everything's just made of like plain wood and stone. Yeah. So yeah, like a big change. And I think that's fine. It's, it's so easy in this game to just like, because there's no physics to the building. So it's like, it's so easy just to take bricks out and put in, or like take a, a block out and put in a right. replacement block without having to like worry about everything crashing down. So I think it'll be super easy just to change blocks to whatever like design we want. I don't know if they have this feature yet. I I couldn't tell. I didn't I didn't see it, but I I do hope that they add a replacement feature where you can basically yeah. replace an existing they don't block currently. or structure. Okay, yeah. with with a different material. You me, know, me too. I've I've seen that where there's been some bits, and I'm like, oh, can I just paint over this with like a stone yeah. block? Like if I match up the then you, you can't so far that I've seen. But um, that would be great because that would be a little bit easier than. Like take out, put in, take out, put in. But yeah. I mean, again, it's super easy. You just right click to remove, and then you just let you know left click to place something there. So I mean, if you had oh, the right okay, block, yeah. up, I could just remove and click like immediately. If I had the other yeah, thing already, bad. they don't have to have like that thing, so like that type of block selected or whatever or that material. Right. So it's pretty, be pretty easy to switch. With the lack of structural integrity too, it it also makes reconstructing things a lot easier you don't have to worry about like yeah okay, what order do i need to do this in so shit doesn't totally break yeah exactly it's like if i take out the bottom block of a of a wall or like a structural thing will the entire house cave in like that's not an issue at all i saw a guy who went on on the subreddit he had a build where he had like this little village below and then his main building was on like a floating rock hell sort yeah of like you know what you see in like some like sci-fi stuff or like outlands in world of warcraft yeah or whatever it's this floating rock and there's a giant house on the floating rock and then later on you can build grapple points so he built a grapple point to it so he can just run up to it and get up to his house by grappling up there <laughs> that's so cool i love yeah. that yeah there's so much stuff we upgraded our 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 kind of our little flame altar thing and now we have like a bigger building space which is really cool so yeah, just like a lot of cool stuff we can kind of expand a little bit more. It's so fun because I, I want to do both things. Like I, it's like I have such a good time building and then we and then, you know, it's like, oh, let's go on an adventure and then we go do that. And, and it's so fun doing the combat. It's really challenging. We had some incredibly challenging fights, partly because we, you know, here's a little trick. If you're finding the game is too easy, just go do shit that's higher level than you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's fucking hard, but it's fun. It's like doable, though. It's like it's not like. If stuff is too high level, then like you miss a lot kind of thing. You know, it's not like that kind of where you can't do stuff that's too high level for you. You're still you can still do damage and you can still hit things that are higher level than you. It's just like they're going to hit real hard and one shot you. So it's like a very Dark Soulsy kind of experience. Yeah, it's mostly them hitting harder. I feel like health wise, because I was taking maybe like so we were like probably level five yep. at that at the we time. Were. And I. I was attacking things that were level five and it would take maybe like four or five hits to kill them. And then something that was level 15, which is what also what we were fighting would be roughly about the same amount of hits, maybe one or two more, but it was mostly the fact that they did 
a shit ton more damage to us mm. that made it way more difficult. So you really had to utilize the dodge roll and just kiting them around. I didn't find that. I found that the stuff that was like like way higher level, like level 11 and like those green guys, I found those like took a ton of hits to get down. Partly, it took less when I would use like, the green guys. Yes, yeah, for yeah, sure. But like yeah. I was, I'm talking about like the wolves. The yeah, wolves, yeah. The wolves, higher level yeah. wolf, wolves. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they uh, they didn't go down uh, too hard. So yeah, but yeah, no, I totally agree. So that's like a kind of a fun little, fun little trick. Just because I know a lot of people said like some of the combat encounters are pretty easy. Uh, if you do stuff that's a little bit higher level for you, it's uh, a lot of fun. And there's so much stuff that I feel like it's not like you're gonna run out if you like go do the higher level stuff first and then go backward. You know what I mean? Like it's still gonna be fun. There's still going to be stuff to find that you can do. You're never going to. It's so the game is so huge. Like I just feel like you're not going to run out of random encounters. Yeah, and and enemies respawn too, and then they'll yeah. they'll like the chests or whatever that they're guarding will have new stuff in them too. Yeah. So you can go get new gear that didn't drop the first time. Yeah, you know, classic. Get log on every day and do a the same grindy shit and get some <laughs> new loot, and it's like playing Destiny. Exactly. Yeah, Great. exactly. No, it's a great game. I'm really excited to play more. As we talk about this, I'm like, I'm like, why? Yeah, you know, I was like, oh, let's stop playing in Shroud for a bit. We got to play some more. Wow. And I'm like, oh, Shroud is so fucking good, though. <laughs> like, there's so many good, and there's like a million other good games. What a wealth of good games we have now. Crazy. Yeah, friend of the uh, friend of the the show, Ross. Yeah, has been playing a shit ton of in Shrouded. I'm really? trying to look right now, see if I can. I mean, he was on like all day yesterday. He's been playing so much. He, he, I'm, I'm looking forward to his uh, eventual future video on it because that must be coming at some point. Yeah, definitely. Check that out, anyone. If you want to check it out, Command Prompt Ross, I think, is his YouTube channel. It's Command Prompt, but yeah, if you, you you'll have to like search on YouTube Command Prompt Ross in order yeah. to, to see it. But yeah, he's he's got some some really good video essays on uh, on YouTube, so go check him out. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, but Matt, no, lay it on us because I I know you have uh, played a bunch of MMOs this week as a as yeah. a shock to no one, but you've kind of like been getting in there. You've been getting into kind of some of your old MMO backlog. So like, lay it on me. Like, what's been your experience? Yeah, so I got into a bit of an MMO kick, and I don't know what triggered it. Although I mean, I'm I, I always like MMOs, but I'm I'm not necessarily always actively playing one. I guess I kind of always have <laughs> at least at least one going, but yeah. part of this is because I started putting together a master list of MMOs. I don't know why, I just did, and the the list has 162 games on it right now. It has a bunch of notes and like research on all of them, everything from Mud One to the latest uh, Raven Dawn online that came out last month. So everything from 1978 to, to 2024 is on there. I mean, <laughs> obviously it, there's a few, uh, there's, there's a few blind spots, mostly maybe like Eastern games, some Korean, I mean, there's so many Korean MMOs Yeah. first off. <laughs> it's, so they're not all on there. So th there's a few holes that I need to, to fill in there, but yeah. So anyway, I, I weirdly put together this Excel spreadsheet of MMOs for whatever reason, but anyway, the, the ones that I actually played this week. So I played, some Guild Wars 2. I got back into that and I I know Mike was excited about it, but Mike was also like, don't do this to me again. He's like, don't break my heart again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I was really enjoying it for the first few hours and it's still good. It's just, I've done that first zone so many times. Yeah. I think that's what's, that's what's holding me back a little bit. 
but I, I rolled a, an engineer, which I have not played before. And I will say it's, it is really fun. The using like dual pistols or like a rifle, it, it is very satisfying. The sounds are really good. The abilities feel really visceral. It is good. And Guild Wars 2 has so much going for it. I love the world. I love the cities, the towns. It feels lived in. It feels alive. The landscapes are phenomenal. I love the art style in the game. I love the leveling. I love the map completion. If every MMO could do the map completion and the questing style of Guild Wars 2, I would I would love it. I would be so happy. There's so much about this game that I love. My issue is the combat. It's hard to get used to. I don't hate it. It's just it feels foreign. And it 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 takes a little bit to get used to, especially after you're if you're playing full tab target or full action combat, then going to Guild Wars 2 and it's this weird hybrid that it, I think it it's a product of coming out at a weird time in history yeah. because games had a lot of games hadn't had not fully gone to action combat yet. And, and by the way, I, for so long I was a tab target Andy. <laughs> I love I still love tab target, but I'm good action combat after playing a lot of New World. Like I'm I'm all in on that. Like if it works, it it's it's gonna be awesome. Guild, but Guild Wars 2 is this weird hybrid where it's it's somewhere between the two and it, it it still feels like a like a prototype of what they were trying to do with action combat, but it still has a lot of tab target elements. And I, I, I still I don't understand why abilities are bound to certain slots on your character on the on the hotbar. I don't I know that changing a weapon changes your abilities. Like obviously. I I get that. So does New World. And in New World, you can select where you want your abilities to be bound. And I know you can go in, you can change keybinds, right? You can go in and do that. For sure. But because skills are are auto-fixed to certain slots, even if I change the binds on one character or for one weapon, then it's going to be the same binds for the next weapon. So, for example, if I'm swapping between weapons, I like to have, say, like some sort of mid-range ability on on a certain button or like I, I like to have like a charge ability on on one or like I, I like to put a finisher on F or I like to put my I like to put my main AOE ability on five right like these are just things that I like in MMOs and for one weapon that AOE ability might be on five and I could bind it to that if it's not like that's great but then when I swap if the next weapon like the main aoe ability is on three well then i'm just screwed i can't yeah. then the keybind like i can't have consistent keybinds with same same ab type of abilities you know what i mean i do so i just i don't it doesn't make any sense to me why they don't allow that freedom unless it's like some sort of weird engine limitation or like something that like if they tried to change it in the code it would like mess a bunch of stuff up or it would just be I don't know why. I, like, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. It's just the way it is, and you got to yeah. get used to it. They, yeah. they, they're they telling you how to play. They know it's better. They know it's good for you, Matt. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, Paul. The, I guess it's six through nine, six through zero. I can't, rem I can't remember. Those abilities, you can choose what you want in each right. slot. But they don't do that for the first five. I don't understand that. That doesn't make any sense to me. So, I don't know. I, I, that's, if they could change that, I would be way more into Guild Wars 2. And then, I know, like, later in the game, like, especially in the expansion zones, like, the game actually gets legitimately 
difficult and you you actually you have to know what you're doing in combat even to just do quests and shit mm-hmm. and with the boon and condition system I, I'm not a huge fan of that I'm not a huge fan of the fact that there sort of is a holy trinity but there sort of isn't a holy trinity <laughs> like there is for like raids but then like in any other sort of content it's like everyone can kind of heal themselves and there is no there is no taunt mechanic from, from what I understand you kind of just it just kind of happens like I don't know I don't know Guild Wars 2 is such an interesting game because it's like uh, if you look at it like at face value it looks like every other MMO for the most part like yeah like let's be honest like if you look at it if someone who doesn't know MMOs looks at a screen of any three MMOs like like my wife will come in all the time and she's like what game is this and I'll tell her, and she's like, "Oh, I thought this was like World of Warcraft or like I mean, yeah, Elder Scrolls Online." Broad they strokes, all look the it same. looks like World of Warcraft, sort of. Everything right. kind of does. So, like to to, to a, someone who's not familiar with it, all MMOs look the same. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So Guild Wars Two looks like every other MMO, but it really doesn't truly play like every other MMO, and that mostly comes down to the hybrid combat because it it doesn't pick one way or the other. It's trying to play both sides, and I don't know. For me personally, I know a lot of people love it. For for me, I don't know. I don't know if it totally works, but I love everything else about the game, and I don't hate the combat this, for the same reasons. And first off, I don't hate the combat, <laughs> but I don't I don't dislike the combat for the same reasons that I hate the combat in ESO. It's like a totally different like thing where with ESO it just feels unplayable, and Guild Wars Two it just feels like it needs to. T- I would need to take time to get used to to it. Where in ESO it's like I don't feel like I would ever. ESO is okay a latency issue, right? That's like a big part of it, right? Well, it's the latency, but it's also the floatiness and yeah. it doesn't feel impactful. Whereas Guild Wars 2, like, like, I, like I just said, with the dual pistols and the rifles and stuff, it feels impactful. It Absolutely. is visceral. It feels good and it sounds good. doesn't in ESO. So it's, it's a different reason why I have difficulties with the combat. But I love everything else about Guild Wars 2. I really think it's a fantastic game. And I'll probably play a little bit more of it. But the other game that I played was the the Lord of the Rings Online. And I got further than I ever have, which is not to say very far. But so many times I'll just play like the first like hour or two of ES or uh, Lotro. And I'll be like, man, I just like can't deal with this UI. I can't (laughs) deal with this weird movement. But I sort of forced myself through this time and I'm getting used to it. And the most impressive part about this game is the environments. Despite the older graphics, it still looks good. Like the environments look good and they mostly just feel amazing. The scale too is incredible. The scale's amazing. The world feels alive. It feels real in some ways. It feels like you're in Middle Earth. Like when I've played, really does, briefly yeah. played Lotro, just like the, the way it feels, but also the scale of it. And when you look at the map yeah. and you look at how tiny of a spec you are, you're like this. If I, I, know. if I went from here to Mordor, it would feel like a fucking journey. Yeah. One of the first things I did when I got to the main area, I like kept zooming out on the yep. map and it just keeps going. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, how, how big is this world? Well, it's kind of like we talked about. I don't want to, I know you have stuff to say, but I just want to say it's kind of reminds me of us talking about I was saying, imagine we had a game like Skyrim and they didn't try to like, or, or, or Oblivion even, 
and they didn't need to like they didn't care about making like next gen graphics or they didn't care about yeah, like making right. it imagine they made a game that was like oblivion or something and then they used all of that resource and all of that ability and that that disk space to make the game fucking massive and it's like that's yeah. kind of what lotro is like it's low it's obviously like a 2007 ass looking game but yeah. it's massive and it's full of quests and it's full of everything and it's so cool yeah it's i i i really i don't like that we've gotten into this space where so many mmos are connected maps like eso guild wars 2 final fantasy 14 and we're getting away from stuff like lotro and wow and i think everquest was even like this and uh maybe asheron's call or dark age of camelot like those older games they were all one big world without loading screens right so we've really gotten away from that and i think that really takes away from the the living world aspect of it Uh, runescape another just big world right but in Lotro, there's something about the changing levels and the altitude and topography, the density of the vegetation. Like these are things that just add a little bit more oomph mm-hmm. to the world and make it feel real and lived in. It also makes zero sense how good bodies of water look in this game. <laughs> it's so good. I, it, it must have been updated since after the game was launched, similar to what they did with WoW Classic when they brought WoW Classic back. They kept the old graphics, but they they also kept the new looking water from retail. Yeah. So that must be an update thing, but it's like very reflective and it looks and it and it interacts with player movement. Like you see ripples in the water. It makes no sense. It looks so <laughs> much better than the rest of the environments, which is kind of in a way off putting, but also it just works for some reason. Lotro is just as a world is really impressive and and really fascinating. And I, and I want to keep playing more just because I want to see more biomes. I want to see more of middle earth. I don't necessarily think the combat is the greatest thing in the world. The animations aren't fantastic. And the toughest part to get over is the UI. And I don't know if this is going to make sense, but the way that the movement feels rounded more than other similar tab target games, if that makes any sense, like, taking turns like making a turn in lotro and i'm not just i'm not necessarily talking about keyboard turning but even with the mouse yeah it feels like your turns are wider than they are in other tab target games like wow or final fantasy or rift where it's like one-to-one responsive guild wars 2 actually kind of has this the same thing where turns feel a little bit wider it might be a camera thing too I'm looking at a, a video and I'm seeing this. It kind of reminds me when I played The Witcher 2 recently, actually. It had that same kind of where you didn't feel connected enough to your movement, that there was like this extra little like like push you had to do to like get yourself to turn around a little bit. I actually think it, you, it makes you feel too connected. Oh, okay. Is what I mean. Like like with WoW, it's like your, your input to your movement is total one-to-one, yeah. right? Like they can make really quick turns, all this kind of stuff, but it's a little bit more lifelike and sim-like in like in Lord of the Rings and Guild Wars. Similar, not all the way, but similar to something like Red Dead 2 where Mm -hmm. your character is weightier, they're heavier, there's more to movement in those games. So they sort of, they're similar in that way. And, And to be completely honest, that's like the one thing in an MMO where I don't need to be immersed in. I don't need the movement to feel immersive. Everything else, awesome. That's fantastic. But the movement, I just want the most flowy, most responsive, quick movement possible. Yeah. 
it's not a deal breaker by any means. It just it takes a little bit of getting used to when you're used to super responsive one-to-one movement. Um, the UI is is also just it's extremely outdated. The art for the UI is not good. The tooltip text is incredibly small and and difficult to read. And also, I I just think the the starting abilities that they give you. I forget what game it was that I played recently that did this, mm-hmm. but they give you kind of like redundant skills that you don't necessarily need to uh, use all of them yeah. right away. You have too many skills right away and, and some are redundant. It just doesn't make sense. And I think that's a product of earlier MMOs, whereas World of Warcraft figured it out right away how to do that. In fact, they didn't give you enough skills <laughs> for some classes like Paladin. You just didn't have enough shit to do. But some of those earlier MMOs during that time were figuring out what they needed to do with combat and how many skills should you have? What should skills do? Like they were still sort of figuring that out. Whereas wow then pioneered and basically every tab target MMO has the same skills that wow does for the most part. Yeah. I just, uh, I sent you, I don't know if you saw Matt, I sent you a screenshot. Yeah, That's insane. I took, uh, obviously this isn't fun for the podcast listeners, but I, I was watching a video. Uh, I was actually watching Josh Strife Hayes's video, just kind of like like muted in the background while you were talking to give myself some visual. And yeah, there's like this one part where the part where he's on a horse, and there's these mountains in the background, and you're on like a hill, and there's big like valleys, and the scale of it looks. I mean, the fog is like rolling in over the hills. I hate to say it because I mean, oh, I don't hate to say it. Just like obviously the graphics aren't quite there, but I mean, like this feels almost like like obviously besides like red dead two and stuff, but like the scale of this, like reminds me of being like, you know, last summer I was like in the, the South of France. It wasn't a fancy trip, but I was, I was on, you know, visiting family and uh, you know, there were these huge mountains in Europe and these big valleys. And, you know, it was like, we were on, on top of a mountain sort of where they live. And it looked like this, like this, it looked like this looks so real to me of like, there's yeah, like, there's awesome. like places like this really incredible like some of the environments in this game just watching through are unreal uh and not the engine <laughs> yeah i would say i know you've tried it paul I, I i i'm trust me i'm already i'm with you but i would say force yourself through that yep. little tutorial bit and then here's the thing too so the game isn't fully voice acted mm-hmm. but they voice act the first like few lines of quest dialogue and it's actually I really like that because it kind of gets you going and then you just read the rest of it. The, the quest text isn't too long. I'm actually reading it as I'm going through and it's it's basic, but it's it makes, I don't know. I would say the storytelling is just generally, it just feels better than most other games. It has, has a real Middle Earth vibe. Yeah, and it, obviously it has some of the greatest source material ever to go off yeah. of, right? So that helps, but... I don't know, man. It, there's something about Lotro, and I can totally see why it does have a dedicated player base. Like, there are a lot of people who, like, they just play Lotro, and the number one thing that I love about Lotro, and the reason why I, I really want to try to get myself into it, aside from the amazing environments, is the fact that it is the one MMO, similar to RuneScape, where the epitome of the game is the journey. It's yes. not level cap. It is the It is leveling and going through the quests and going through the world, experiencing the world, taking it at a slow pace. It's kind of one of those ultimate like dad level MMOs because it's all about the journey and 
It's slow paced. I just saw this comment on Steam on the on the reviews, which was, I got a mission to deliver a message to someone. I could have just used the fast travel system, but I decided to get on a horse and ride for 30 minutes because the game's so yeah. pretty. Uh, until they make a Death Stranding type game set in a fantasy world that takes a year to walk across, this will probably be my favorite game. Don't play it like WoW or RuneScape. It's more like playing Morrowind. Very good. That's that's the. I think that's the, again like another. That's the vibe you're saying, right? Like this is a yeah. Play this game slow. Explore, immerse yourself in the world. This isn't like complete as many quests as possible and rush through kind of thing. That's not the experience. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't know if the, I don't know if the starting zone changes based on what you pick. I think I just happened to pick. I always play man, right? And then <laughs> yeah. Because that's what isn't that's what human is called in Lord of the Rings. So I always play man, and I always you can pick between I think three like uh, origins basically, and I, I always I think I always pick Breelands, and so I always start there. But I don't know if you pick another one, maybe you start in a different zone. I I've played a, I played know. a Hobbit last time, and I started in the Shire. Really? Yeah. I kind of want to roll a Hobbit now just to see the Shire right away. It's pretty charming. <laughs> Yeah, because I feel like the sh the Shire would be really cool looking in this game. Yeah. So I, I yeah I need to check that out. Anyway, I really want to get into this game. I'm gonna keep playing, and I'm I'm actually excited to play more today because I gotta download it. You got me. Something about Lotro where it's just like I don't feel any pressure at all when I'm playing that game. Like it's just like yeah, I'm taking my time, walking from one quest thing to the next. I really don't care if it takes forever because I know already in my head. Most people playing this game aren't playing it for endgame anyway. So like there's nothing that I'm trying to catch up to because most of the people playing are enjoying the journey as well. So like that's not it's not some endless treadmill where I need to get there super quick so I can catch up like no one else is doing that anyway. You know? Yeah, 100%. Takes all the pressure out. And if this is if we need to sell anyone else in this game, uh, Tom Bombadil is there. He's in the game. I just looked it up. Is he, is so. he a big is he a big deal? Uh, what do you mean in general? Yeah. Why is he a selling point? Uh, cause I don't know all those book nerds. Like we're so bummed that he oh. wasn't in the movies. He's basically like, you know, he's like the oldest dude who ever lived and he's the only one who can like say that he is, but no one can say he's not because he's been around longer than anyone can, can remember. And he just oh. like, he's basically like a self I've, as I've read recently. Like he's basically like a self insert for Tolkien and he can just like do whatever this, whatever he, but like, he's kind of like one of those good characters where like, um, this is an oversimplification, of course, but he's one of those great characters, I think, where he's like has godlike powers, but he doesn't give a fuck. He just wants to run around and play oh. on the river and like fish. And so like if like, you know, he wants to, he could just like fucking pick anyone up by the foot. And like he like they had a thing where they were like, why doesn't I, I think there's a part in the book someone said I, I haven't verified this where someone said, like, why doesn't Tom Bombadil just take the ring to Mordor? Because he can't be he can't be corrupted by the ring. It doesn't work on him. Oh, because he's so he's like he's just completely op like he has no um and because he doesn't care he has no care and so it has no it has no effect on him and they're like why doesn't tom bombadil take the ring to mordor and gandalf or someone says like oh he we wouldn't he would never go he would just like forget halfway through and like go fishing and he wouldn't do it like because <laughs> he just doesn't give a fuck so i obviously i've i've all, i've heard the name tom bombadil a lot, yeah but I've, I've never read the books i've only watched the movies and I've never watched mm -hmm. the Hobbit movies. And so is he like a Gandalfian type wizard or nope. is he a Hobbit? Nope. Like he's 
He's, he's just, just his own thing. He's the he's the oldest person. He no one knows who, where he comes from or who, what his race huh. is or who his parents are. He claims to have seen the first rain on the planet and been there before Morgoth or hell? anything. <laughs> and like the elves, like everyone doesn't know what the fuck to do with him. Like he's just like this like being. That's funny. Isn't that great? I just love shit like that where it's like he's basically the god. Okay, I totally understand why they wouldn't put him in the movie. Of course, then. exactly. It doesn't make any <laughs> like it's fun in a book to have like a little yeah. goofy little side thing. Like the hobbits find him and he just like basically like erases the fucking like ogre that's trying to fuck them up. Like he hangs him for, like he just like, you know, like puts him on his like clothesline or some shit. Like he's just like doesn't give a fuck. But like so obviously he kind of creates narrative issues but exactly yeah fun character it's just a fun character yeah he has like this wife goldberry who's like the most beautiful woman in the on the planet or whatever (laughs) the shit and he just like lives in this little hut and just like fucks around all day and uh yeah just and he just sings everything just a super bizarre character and i i have loved that shit anyway i think lotro would be a, a fairly easy sell to spencer so maybe we need to get him on that too agreed i mean if if spencer's gonna play a ton of rift on his own then i think i think he could get an elotro i agree i agree even though rift like i mean if it generally feels way more modern than lotro but i uh, yeah i agree just the world of lotros is, is really cool yeah plus it's got that it's got that um nostalgia factor like it's rift is like in that awkward part for me where i feel like it feels dated but not dated enough to feel like it's like a, cla- like right. a classic experience like, that's just a me thing I, I know that's not you know but um, but Lotro to me feels so dated that it's almost kind of like a feature. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind no, of fun. yeah, exactly. And that's kind of why I've been playing some older games. I, I mentioned it to you in Discord, maybe even yesterday, where I'm kind of there's something about those older MMOs that's really comforting to me and, and really just kind of charming. I think it is. It just is the slower pace it, because the game is about the journey. They're about the exploration. Something like Project Gorgon 2, which I played recently, mm-hmm. which is not an old game. It's a, it's a newer game, but it it's made to be like an older MMO, like an old school MMO. And it's also why I'm excited for Monsters and Memories, which will come up later in my shout out. But these sort of games that are really playing off that golden age of MMOs. And I know Lotro kind of came in that second golden age, but it still plays like a like a more the the values of Lotro and like what the game is built on is built on the same ideas of the original golden age of MMOs and not like this fast paced like what's the meta like we got to keep up with everything yeah. we got to keep push pushing content like no it's like slow down i think there are groups in Lotro that do that kind of stuff but most of the people play who play Lotro play it for the journey and the leveling which i'm all about that yeah totally agree and then finally, I played Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Season 2 just came out. They released some new maps. I'm enjoying the new maps. I played... I can't remember what it is, but it's the one that takes place in Rio de Janeiro. Vista is maybe what it's called. And I had my best start ever. The first time playing the map, I had my best start ever in a COD match. I started 16-0. and 0. That's fucking crazy. And it was it was awesome. I was doing so well. Brand new map. Didn't know where the hell things were, but I just managed to do it anyway. Stash House is another new map. It's it's one of those small maps. So it's like a meat. It's like shipment. It's like Rust. It's a little bit smaller than Rust, I think. But it's super fast-paced. The spawns on it are fucking terrible right now. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I just spawned and like someone was already shooting me as I spawned. 
So the spawns need work, but the map is fun. I like that it's kind of like this suburban house. So it's it's very different from everything else, which is kind of neat. Free weekend is going on right now as of recording when the episode comes out. It'll be mm -hmm. a week later, of course, but the free weekend is going on right now. And on Reddit, people are complaining about it. And from my experience last night, I went into one of the free weekend game modes to try it out because Stash House 24-7 is one of the playlists that's free right now. And it's rough. Apparently, <laughs> one of the cheat softwares for Call of Duty is also doing a free weekend right now to coincide what? with the, the Call of Duty free weekend. And this is according to Reddit. And so what you have is a bunch of people making free accounts using the currently free cheat software too, <laughs> apparently. So you have just a fuck? you have that going on. You also have people creating like Smurf accounts because it's free, so they can just go in and stomp people this weekend. So the free weekend playlists are kind of rough. I played Stash House a couple times. I had one round where it was hard point, and I had like twenty four kills and like forty three deaths. I was just constantly dying, partly because the spawns are terrible, but but also because. I think I was probably playing with some cheaters or just some like high level players who made free accounts for the weekend just so they could destroy me. <laughs> so yeah, that kind of sucks and it's not going to be a good experience for the free weekend people. Unfortunately, I don't think every lobby is going to have that kind of stuff going on, but some of the ones that I was in last night did. So that was rough. But if you're just playing in the regular playlist, the new maps are great. They're a lot of fun. And uh, much better than I like them better than the season one maps. Although I've grown to like meat, but I didn't really like uh, the other ones. But yeah. season two so far, I had fun I playing like meat with you last free weekend. Yeah, meat meat was once you get the hang of it, it's good. Yeah. But it is it's so fast paced. It's so fast paced. It's really small. It, it's it's not quite shipment small, but it is it is small and. It dep it just depends on the game mode. Like yeah. I hate I hate hardpoint on small maps. I yeah. really fucking hate it. And that's why like generally I don't like hardpoint anyway. And so if you get hardpoint on a small map, the experience is bad. If you get team deathmatch, it's usually pretty good. Domination can be okay. It just mm -hmm. depends. Um, what is it? Uh, I always forget the name of it. But the one where you collect the dog tags. What's it, what's that called? Oh, um, uh, something confirmed. Kill confirmed. Yeah, kill confirmed. That can be good on small maps because you're running around like a crazy person anyway. Yeah. But yeah, it just depends on the game mode. Anyway, Call of Duty Season Two going well so far. I don't. The battle pass is totally unimpressive to me. I I, I really don't give a shit. But uh, so I don't think I'm gonna buy the battle pass For in Season sure. Two. But but whatever. It is what it is. So that's that. That's what I played. I'm going to play more Lotro this week. Probably going to play more as soon as we end recording here. And then I'm Love sure we'll that. play more in Shrouded this week as well. And, and maybe we'll get into some uh, some Season of Discovery. That'd be really cool. Two. cool. All right, but let's move on to a special shout-out. Paul and I are each going to give a special shout-out to anyone or anything of our choice from the world of video games and provide a quick reason why this lucky someone is getting this attention. Paul, your special shout-out, please. Special shout-out to uh, Activision, Blizzard, King, Microsoft, brr, 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 brr. Uh, <laughs> Special shout-out to them this week. Um, I mean, not not due to the horrific layoffs or anything, but specifically, because <laughs> uh, I think they're finally going to get my money. I think I might just buy Call of Duty. I'm about to Whoa. do it, I think. I just, yeah. I was like, oh, free weekend. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to play today. I don't know. And I was like, I should just buy call of duty it's on sale again it's oh, just, i was gonna say is it is it part of the sale yeah it's on sale it's like you know whatever it's like a third off 
might do just, it. I might just do it. I think I'm just going to do it. I think I'm going to do it because I have some cash and it's just like, I want to play it with you at random times. I don't want to wait for free yeah. weekends. So uh, yeah, I think they're finally going to get my money. So kudos to them. Uh, they win. It's so easy to like, when you don't want to sit down and like really get into a game, but you're just like, I just want to jump in and play like two or three rounds of COD. Maybe it's like, 30 minutes before bed, I want to get a gaming experience, <laughs> but I don't want to do anything else. So, you know, just... I don't know where to buy it yet, though, still. So that's my main hang-up. I don't know if I want to play it on console. or I'm wondering about PC, because uh, I can play on a smaller screen. Like, I can play on my laptop screen. I think I'll do better, right? If I don't have, like, this, like, I'm playing on this huge-ass TV. Like, I might play better. Yeah. So I'm thinking I might do PC. I'm not sure, but that's where I'm leaning. Well, yeah. So, yeah, if you get it through... PC, you can play with controller too. If exactly, that's what, that's what I'm do. saying. So, so I can still play with yeah. controller, and I'm just thinking that might be a little bit easier. So yeah, looking at it. I wish I could play it on Sweet. Steam Deck, but alas, it's impossible. Yeah, anti cheat. Special shout out to Monsters and Memories. It's an old school MMO. I mentioned it earlier. It's currently in development. The development is going swimmingly. It's it's just <laughs> it like it really feels like it's and it's a small team, and yet you know it's it's going really well. They've got 18 different classes. They've got a bunch of cool environments. It's sort of acting as a spiritual successor to EverQuest. It's kind of picking up the slack where Pantheon couldn't seem to cut it. And Pantheon just came out with a whole new plan of development. That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> they did a nice little biome showcase this past week, which came out great. So go check that out. But yeah, I'm looking forward to this game. I'm going to keep a, a close eye on it. This is a bizarre game. I'll be honest. I never looked at this un until right this moment. And uh, this is so weird, but... I I like this little like this little dwarf guy they're always playing as. But thank you so much for joining us here on the Gaming Our Thirties podcast. If you really like the show, we do encourage you to check out patreon.com slash goodnightgroups where we currently have two different tiers available. Any and all support is greatly appreciated, but the three dollar plus tier is gonna get you access to this show three days early. Three days. It's almost half a week. A special shout out to our honorary groups supporting us in the five dollar plus tier. That's Andre D, Cole T. David W., James S., and Jeremy R., a round of applause for them, please. We also ask that you take a couple minutes to drop a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Spotify, great job. Apple Podcasts, need some work. Go, go, go leave a review there. Coach Matt. <laughs> yeah. Make sure to check out goodnightgroups.com for all of our content. We also find a link to the community Discord so you can come and hang out with everyone, get the quickest updates from us. A link in the show notes. Uh, a link to the Discord is in the show notes as well, if that's easier for you. But Paul, before we get out of here, do we have any final thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, everyone, go and download Lord of the Rings online, like it is uh, twenty-seven years ago. Wait, no. seventeen years ago. Big difference. <laughs> Jesus, seventeen years ago. Wow. Even when you said twenty-seven, I'm like, ha ha, that's crazy. Yeah. And then you said seventeen, and I'm like, ha ha, that. Wait, oh, that, that oh, one was yeah, right. That's, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> That'll do it for us here today. Thank you for joining us. Take care, everyone. Good night, Grooves.